Masechet Nazir Daf Mem Dalid. We begin a new Mishnah that's going to compare the leniencies and stringencies of each of the three prohibitions of a Nazir. This introduction is exactly the same as the first Mishnah of the Pedic. It's repeated here um, because now we're going to go further into the details of these three prohibitions. Uh, so the, uh, the the prohibition against becoming Tamel Amet and of shaving uh, his head, a Nazir, cutting his hair, um, is more stringent than drinking wine because becoming Tamet and shaving one's head negates days the, the days that he practiced already. If he becomes Tamel Amet, it totally negates all the days he practiced already. Whereas if he gets his hair cut, then he has to add uh, up to 30 days in order to have enough hair to, um, uh, to uh, cut. It won't negate all the days necessarily, but it may negate some of the days in the sense that it adds more days. Um, whereas drinking wine, it's prohibited to drink wine, but it does not negate any of the days from before. He continues counting straight through. And on the other hand, Drinking wine has a stringency that is lacking in the prohibition against becoming tameh and shaving. Uh, so that drinking wine has no exception to the rule, right? meaning becoming permitted, of the general rules. No exception to the rule. There is no case in which a Nazir can drink wine. Not for Kiddush. Not if he makes a vow that he's going to drink wine, cannot do it. Whereas becoming tamelamet and uh, and shaving do have exceptions to the rule. Uh, for becoming tamelamet, uh, he can become tamelamet for a met mitzvah, um, even though a nazir does not become tameh for even not for not even for his close relatives, just like a kohen gadol. However, if he's walking on the road and he sees a corpse with no one to bury it. Then, then the, the Nazir may even has a mitzvah to become Tameh. That's the exception for becoming Tameh. And for shaving, that would be a Tiglachat mitzvah, which would be for a, a Nazir who is also a Mesorah. Uh, a Mesorah in the middle of his Nizirut. He has to go through the purification process. We're going to talk about this a lot on the second half of this uh, daf. And so uh, part of that purification process is that he has to shave as a mesorah. So even though he's in the middle of nizirut, nevertheless, he is permitted and must um, uh, shave his head as a mesorah. And then um, uh, and even though he's in the middle of, a, of being of a nazir. Now, finally, uh, the prohibition against becoming Tameh has a stringency over and above uh, shaving because becoming Tameh Lamet, if one becomes Tameh Lamet in the middle of Nazirut, it negates all the days before and he also has to bring a Korban um, in as part as that um, as that um, uh, a purification process in the middle of his nizirut, and then he starts again. Whereas shaving does only negates up to thirty days. 
because he has to grow more hair at that to, in order to cut. And there is no korban. Uh, he doesn't have to bring any korban because he uh, cut his hair. He just continues counting, um, but he may have to add more days. All right. So now that the Mishnah brought all these comparisons and each one of these three laws has an aspect of stringency compared to the other, others and an aspect of leniency compared to the others. And so now we're going to go through a long logical exercise. I hope you like logic. And we're going to try all different ways of applying a kavachomer to prove that, well, if this is more stringent, then you should apply the same law or not apply the same law. And they're all going to have the same conclusion that we're going to prove from the pistukim themselves that the kavachomer is not true. Um, okay, so we're not going to change or learn anything new in this entire discussion. Uh, we're just going to go through the logical exercise, and that will be a way of bringing the pisukim that are relevant from which we learn each of these um, uh, stringencies and leniencies. Here we go. Maybe, maybe tumat met should not have an exception. We said it does have an exception of a met mitzvah, a nazir can become tameh. But maybe that it shouldn't, because we can learn a kavachomer miyayin. Umayayin sheno soter lo hutar mekelalo, tumah shet soteret enodin shelo tutar mekelalo. If wine, uh, the prohibition against drinking wine, that um, has uh, that does not negate any laws, so it's pretty lenient, and yet there is no exception so tumah which does negate and is more stringent all the more so it should have no exceptions and we should not allow a nazir to become tamet lamet even for a met mitzvah so that was that's what the kavah would propose but that goes against the pasuk so we reject it the pasuk only says that a nazir cannot become tameh for his father mother other close relatives that he cannot become Tameh, but it doesn't say anything about Met Mitzvah, so this list comes to exclude Met Mitzvah, for which a Nazir does become Tameh. Next, V'yayin hutar mikelalo. Maybe we should, um, maybe for wine, there should be an exception, and if a person makes a vow, uh, uh, an oath, a Shavuah, I'm going to drink wine, as a Nazir, maybe we should let him. Uh, now, that would be a valid exception, and we, we would say that based on a Kavachom and Mitumah. Matumashi if regarding Tum'ah, which negates all the days beforehand, so Tum'ah is very strict, and yet it has an exception, so wine, which does not negate the laws uh, the days before, so it's more lenient, all the more so, it should have an exception. That's what we would say logically. It comes the Pasuk to say not so. Uh, the Torah gives a lot of extra words to talk about the prohibition of wine that he has to keep away from, and that prohibits not only drinking wine as an option but also if he needs to drink wine for a mitzvah like Yiddush or if he makes an oath sorry no exceptions to the wine drinking rule Next, maybe if a Nazir drinks wine in the middle, it should negate all the days before him that he counted. If regarding the prohibition against Tumat Met, we have an exception, that's Met Mitzvah, so it has a leniency, and yet it negates all the days beforehand. Wine, which 
does not have an exception, no exceptions for wine, um, all the more so it should have this stringency and should negate all the days beforehand. That's what logic would tell us. That's what the Pasuk comes to say only regarding Tum'ah. That's what the context of this Pasuk that says that the first days that he counted will fall away, will be negated because he became Tameh. Only Tum'ah negates the days before. However, drinking wine does not negate the days before. Good. Next. Based on logic, we should say, we should say that uh, um, drink, uh, uh, t- shaving should cancel all the days, not just 30 days. Here we will learn a law that we didn't see before. Uh, so regarding Tum'ah, we do not make the mitame like the mitame. The mitame is a Nazir himself. If a Nazir goes and walks voluntarily into a cemetery, they're gonna, he's going to get um, uh, lashes and all the consequences. Um, and um, However, uh, let's say he's uh, standing near a cemetery and I go against his will, I pull him into the cemetery, I cause him to become Tameh, I do not get lashes. Um, so regarding Tum'ah, we do not say that the one who causes the Tum'ah, the Metameh, is, gets lashes like the one who um, becomes Tameh, meaning the Nazir. So that's a leniency. And yet, the uh, regarding Tum'at Met, it negates all the days, all the way back to zero. So uh, regarding shaving, where the shaver also gets lashes as the one who is shaven. If a Nazir shaves his own head, he gets lashes. If he goes to a barber and the barber shaves his head, the barber gets lashes um, as well. So this is a stringency regarding the um, uh, regarding shaving. So if you have the stringency, all the more so the one who got the nazir who shaves his hair should negate all the days, right? All the more so compared to tum'ah. Uh, therefore, amar kedav hayyamim adishonim bipeluki tamen izro. That's what the Pasuk says only regarding Tum'ah, that the first days become uh, negated, that only becoming Tamelamet negates all the days before, but shaving does not negate all the days before, only up to 30 days. So now we're going to turn it around exactly the opposite way. Let's prove that a Nazir becomes Tamelamet. We should apply lashes to the guy who pulls him into the cemetery and causes him Tum'ah. Just like the Nazir himself, who becomes Tameh, deserves lashes, Kava Chomer from shaving. Matig Lachat Sheena Soteret Ela Shedoshim, Asaba Megaleach Kamit Galeach, Tumashi Soteret Etakol, Enodin Shena Ase. Ba Metameh Kemit Tameh, if regarding shaving, where um, if we do not negate all the days all the way back to zero, we only negate up to 30 days. So that's a leniency, and yet the barber gets lashes. So regarding Tum'ah, which does, has is more stringent in that it negates all the days all the way back to zero, all the more so the, the one who pushes him into a cemetery should also get lashes. That would be the true for logic. That's why the Pasuk says, only if he... 
um, had his head, his head uh, he caused his head to become Tameh, meaning only the one, the Nazir himself, who is who becomes Tameh, his own head, he is liable, but not anyone else, right? He uses an active verb, he caused uh, um, uh, uh, impurity upon his own head. Even if it wasn't his fault, um, doesn't matter. He is the one that's liable, not the one who pushes him in. So next uh, question. So regarding shaving, let's say that we should not make the barber liable for for lashes and kava chomer from tumah uma tumashi soteret et hakol lo asu ba mitame kemitame tiglachat shena soteret et ela shiloshim yom lo kol sheken shelo naasa megaleach kamit galeach if regarding tumah nazir becomes tamei lamet in which he negates all of his days that's stringent and yet the guy who pushes him into the cemetery does not get lashes. So for shaving, where it has, it's more lenient because it doesn't negate all the days, only 30 days. All the more so, we should not give lashes to the barber. And that's what, that's what we would conclude based on logic. Therefore, Amarkera ta'ad lo ya'avor al rosho karibe lo ya'avor hu ve lo ya'avor le lo ya'avor hu ve lo ya'avor le akher. That's why the pasuk um, regarding shaving says, a razor shall not come upon his head. He uses a passive voice, not timeh, which is an active voice. So we say shall not come, not, not if he shaves his own head and not if a barber or anyone else shaves his head. Um, they, they, there's a prohibition either way. Um, what you see in this exercise, even though we're not, um, you know, we're not, we're not actually, none of these kavachomers are successful. We learn a couple of things. One, that kavachomer can't get you very far against pesukim, right? Pesukim are going to uh, always override any logic that we bring to bear. Uh, but this exercise also shows us how precise each of the words are in this paragraph For because for each of the three prohibitions it uses a certain word that's a little different than a word used by the other prohibition and so all of these small differences are significant. Okay, now regarding the exceptions, we should say that shaving should have no exceptions, and even a Nazir Mesora should not be able to shave his head. If regarding wine, where it does not negate any days at all, and yet, there are no exceptions for wine. So then, um, uh, uh, shaving, which does negate 30 days, all the more so, it should have no exceptions. That's what we would say by logic. That's why regarding the misora, it says he has to shave all of his hair. And then it goes out of his way to say he has to shave all of his hair and the hair of his head and the hair of his beard. Now, the hair of his beard, that taught us even though there's a prohibition against shaving peot um, and a beard with a razor, nevertheless, that misora requirement overrides it. And Rosho teaches us even if he's a Nazir and there's a prohibition for him to cut his, his hair on his head, nevertheless, the Misora overrides it. So you're right, we would um, conclude that based on logic, and that's why we have these extra words to say not so. Uh, next, we propose that shaving should not negate any days at all. 
uh, all the kava uh, chomer from wine, which does not negate any days. Regarding wine, where there is no exception, right? Even if he, uh, even for kiddush, he cannot say drink wine, and so that's a stringency, and yet. Wine does not negate any days. So, um, regarding shaving, where it does, uh, there is an exception, a mesorah, all the more so, it's more lenient, all the more so, it should not negate any days. And the answer is, logically, you're right. And we're not going to bring a pasuk to negate it. Rather, this is just practical. We has to, he has to shave something at the end of his nizirut. And if he shaved already, um, you know, a few days beforehand, then he's not going to have any hair. Just a tiny bit of stubble is not enough to shave. And so since he just needs some growth, and we consider 30 days of growth to be sufficient, um, so that's why he has to add days. It's really not that we're negating any days. Um, and, you know, if he, sha- if he shaved his hair, let's say he has, he's going to be in Azir for 100 days, and he shaved after 50 days, and so he has 50 days left. It's not going to negate any days. He's not going to have to wait any, any longer. It's still a prohibition, but it won't add any more days. So it's really not negating days at all. It's just practical that he has to have just make sure that he has enough growth in order to do his concluding shaving. And lastly, we're going to try to prove that wine, drinking wine, should have to add 30 days to his count. And that will be a kava chomer from shaving. If regarding shaving, where there is an exception, mesora uh, can shave, nazir can can shave, and so that has a leniency, and yet it negates up to thirty days. So wine, which has no exception, all the more so, it should negate up to thirty days. And we answer no, you can't apply that kavachomer because this is not actually a stringency uh, regarding shaving uh, that it uh, that it negates days. Rather, it's just practical because he needs some he needs enough hair. Regarding wine, when he drinks wine, his hair doesn't fall out, so there's no reason for him to have to add any more days when he drinks wine. And therefore, these last two, uh, we don't uh, we don't respond with a pasuk. Uh, we just we just negate the logic because. The days that he have to add, that he has to add are just practical necessity and not some not doesn't tell us anything that's more stringent regarding shaving. All right, and that concludes Amud Aleph and all of the Kava Chomers. That was a lot of fun. Now, next Mishnah. Tiglachat Tum'ah Kesad. If a Nazir becomes Tameh Lamet in the middle of his Nazirut, and so then he has to go through a whole process of becoming Tahor and shaving uh, near the end of that process, what is the exact timeline? Here is how it works. So you have a Nazir, he counted, whatever, 10 days. He became Tamelamet. Now before you can start recounting, the first thing he needs to do is to get rid of the Tumatmet. That is done by Para Aduma, the normal way anyone becomes Tahor uh, from Tumatmet. And that means he has to be sprinkled with the water of Para Aduma on the third and seventh day. 
Then on the seventh day, as a Nazir, he will shave his head. And then he waits until the eighth day and brings his three korbanot, including the two birds, on the eighth day. That's the proper lechatechila procedure. If he didn't shave on the seventh day, but instead waited till the eighth day, that's all right. He can still bring his korbanot on the, on the eighth day, even if he only shaved on the eighth day. That's Rabbi Akiva. Amar le Rabbi Tarfon, ma ben zela mesora. Rabbi Tarfon says, hold on. Why would you make a distinction between a Nazir and a Mesora? Regarding a Mesora, he also has to uh, shave on the seventh day and bring Karbanot on the eighth day. But for a Mesora, we say, even Bidiavad, if he waited and shaved on the eighth day, then he's going to have to wait till the ninth day to bring his Karbanot. His Karbanot cannot be on the same day as shaving. He has to be done with the shaving first and then wait till the next day. So therefore, according to the Bitarfon, same should be with a Nazir. And, and Bidiavad. He has to shave on the seventh day, bring his Korbanot on the eighth day. If he didn't, then he has to push off his Korbanot another day. Rabbi Akiva responds, Amale, Ze tahorato teluya biyamav, o mesora tahorato teluya betiglachto. says, No, these are different laws. And Nazir, his purification is dependent on the number of days that he counted. It has to be three and then seven days. Just like a regular Tamemet, who's not a Nazir, he doesn't have to shave his head, and so he just has to uh, wait till the seventh day, and then he, he, he goes to the mikveh, he's good to go. Um, uh, so he, um, so this Nazir, his shaving is a law in his restarting his Nizirut, not a law in his purification. So he's actually totally pure by the seventh day, and that's why, except for Mechosar Kippurim, he didn't bring his Korbanot yet, so he can wait till the eighth day. And the fact that he shaved on the eighth day instead of the seventh day, that has nothing to do with his Tahara process. That's why it's okay. Where um uh, and so so zet whereas a misora his purification depends on his shaving. For him, for a misora, the shaving is an integral part of their purification process, and therefore he cannot bring his korbanot on the same day that he shaved. He has to shave, be fully tahor, go to the mikveh, wait till sunset, and on the next day he can bring his korbanot. So you see, the Akiva says they are different laws. All right, now that's the end of the conversation in the Mishnah. But I was wondering, what was the reaction of Rabbi Tarfon? Did Rabbi Tarfon accept Rabbi Akiva's distinction between the two or not? Well, we don't have a continuation, but let's try to figure it out from the following Baraita. Tashema detane Hilel. This Hilel is not the, uh, the Hilel that is uh, Hilel Hazaken, who would have been much older than uh, Rabbi Akiva and Rabbi Tarfon, but rather a later Hilel in Amora, who's quoting a Braita. So if Hilel is saying something, he has, has to be following either Rabbi Akiva or Rabbi Tarfon. Let's see what Hilel says. Gileach bashemini mevi korbenotav batishi'i vimisakatatech datach kabela mine lete korbenotav bashemini. He says, if a Nazir, He's supposed to shave on the seventh day. If he shaves on the eighth day, 
Then he has to wait for his korbanot until the ninth day. That's the end of the Braita. Now, if we think that Rabbi Tarfon accepted Rabbi Akiva's argument, then he should be able to bring it on the eighth day. If he accepted it, then Rabbi Tarfon and Rabbi Akiva would agree with Rabbi, what Rabbi Akiva said, and you wouldn't have to wait till the ninth day. So who Hillel would be following? Nobody. The fact that Hillel says you have to wait till the Tishi'i means he's following Rabbi Tarfon, and Rabbi Tarfon did not change his mind. However, this is not necessarily not so. Uh, there may be a distinction between the Mishnah and this Baraita. In the Mishnah, we could be talking about a case where he went to the Mikveh on the seventh day. And that's why if, it gets, if he didn't shave until the eighth day, that's all right. He can bring his Korbanot on the eighth day. And Rabbi Tarfon agreed with that. Um, because he did the mikveh on the seventh day, and the mikveh is necessary on the seventh day in order for his for his regular tumat met purification, and then the the shaving has nothing to do with his purification process as a tumat met. That's just part of his nizirut process, and that would be okay. Whereas the Braita, um, it doesn't say when he went to the mikveh. We if we, but the Braita could be talking about a case where he not only shaved. But also did only went to the mikveh on the eighth day and and didn't forgot about the mikveh on the seventh day, and that's why he has to wait till wait another day till for him to bring the korbanot because he didn't even finish his regular purification process and so therefore uh, there's no proof from here. It could be that that Rabbi Tarfon did in fact agree with Rabbi Akiva. All right now Amad Abaye. Abayas is one time I uh, encountered the friends, the colleagues of Rav Natan, Bar Hoshaya. They were sitting together and studying, and they were uh, and they said the following halacha. This is regarding Azav. Uh, says on the eighth day, um, he has to take these two turtle doves or two pigeons, and he has to bring them before uh, to the entrance of Ohel Moed and give them to the Kohen. So you see that in order for Azav to finish off his, um, his purification, um, he has to bring these korbanot, and he has to come to Ohel Moed, right? Some uh, area in the Mishkan, or equivalent when there's Bet HaMikdash, um, into the Bet HaMikdash and give it to the Kohen. Now, we're, we're going to be discussing this problem that when someone's Tameh, they can't come to a certain place in the Bet HaMikdash, right? There's three different levels. So where can he come? Where can he not come? And at one point, would be, he be allowed to go there? So Emma at what point is he permitted to enter into this area? He can only enter the area. We're talking about Mahane Livia. Um, here's a picture of Nebet uh, Mikdash, where the Mahane Shechina, the equivalent of in the desert, what would be right in the middle where the Adon was, um, that would be inside the Kodesh. Um, uh, here, where only only Kohanim can go, and uh, no one, to, uh, someone Tameh cannot enter into into there. This is called Shah Nikanor. These gates, Shah Nikanor, when you go up these steps. So the part outside, in other words, the outer courtyard, Ezrat Nashim, and then in, in fact the entire Har Habayit, all of the courtyard all around, is the Machane Leviya. That's what we're talking about. Um, that would be comparison to compared to that the middle section of the. Uh, um, of the encampment in the desert, 
um, where the Levim were. And the rest of the camp would be similar to the rest of Jerusalem, which has a level of Kedusha, but not as high as this. So this is the inside these doors is the highest level. Um, outside of the doors on all of Harabait is the middle level and Jerusalem is the lowest of the three levels. So what we're saying here is that the Zav has to wait until the eighth day because um, before that he cannot go into that middle level of the Machane Leviyah. So, uh, so this explains that his timeline. All right, he has to wait these seven days and he goes to the Mikveh and he can't go into that Machane Leviyah on those seven days um, even uh, after he goes to the Mikveh. And he has to wait till it gets sunset and then he just has to bring his Korbanot. So once he finished those seven days including Mikveh and finished sunset uh, then he can come into Mahane Leviyah. Okay, so what do we see from here? This teaches us that a Tevul Yom, Tevul Yom means someone who went to the Mikveh during the day and you know, completed however long he had to wait, but it's still before sunset. Um, so that he has a in middle in between status. For some purposes he is taod. For some purposes he's tameh. So we learn from this that a tavul yom of a zav is like a full zav. Like just like in the first six days, a zav was not enter uh, permitted to enter the machane leviyah. So too, even though he went to the mikveh already on the seventh day before sunset, he's still not allowed. Rather, he has to wait till after sunset on the eighth day. Then he can come, and that's why he has to. He has to wait till the eighth day to bring his korbanot. All right, that's what the elders were saying. And now Abaye is going to uh, compare the Zav to a Nazir, and from Nazir prove that everything they said was not, was not correct. A Nazir says the same thing on his on the eighth day of the of his uh, when uh, since he became Tameh, um, he come, he becomes Tahor, third day, seventh day, he gets sprinkled, he goes to the mikveh on that seventh day. And still, he has to wait till the eighth day because he is going to come to Ohel Moed. So when can he come? Only after he went to the Mikveh and he waited till sunset after the seventh day. Only then he can come on the eighth day. Now, where does he need to come to? Even though it said Ohel Moed before, and Ohel Moed usually means the middle, the Machane Shechina. We're going to ask that question in a minute. Um, but these, uh, where does he have to come? He has to come to before Sharnika. No, he doesn't have to enter it. He has to come to this area, and that is Machane Leviyah. Now, is someone Tameh allowed to come to Machane Leviyah? The answer is yes. So it can't be the problem. Why does he have to wait till the eighth day? The Zav or the Nazir? It, it, so far we're saying, oh, because they're not allowed to enter the area. So how could they bring their birds if they can't even enter this area? So that's why they have to wait until the eighth day. But that is not true. We're about to prove that someone Tameh is permitted to come into this area of Machane Leviyah. Abraita says that someone who is Tamelamet is permitted to enter this area. He can't go through these gates into the Mahane Shechina, but is permitted to go into this area. And not only is a person who is Tamelamet permitted, even a 
dead body itself is permitted to be brought into this area. And we learn this from Moshe, who took the bones of Yosef, that's a met atzmo, and it says he took it with him. What do you mean with him? When they were let, when they left Egypt, Moshe got Yosef's bones, and he was, he brought it into the area where he was, into the Mahane Leviyah, that's where Moshe was walking. So we see from there that a met and a tameh met are permitted to come into this area. Therefore, um, theoretically, a zav and a nazir, they should be permitted to come into this area on the seventh day, and they maybe they could bring their korbanot on the seventh day. So we, we can't say that the reason they have to wait until the eighth day is because they can't enter the area, because they're tameh. A tameh person is permitted to go into this area. Ela amad Some versions have amad abayet, some not, so... Um, so rather, let's read it with, Abaye says, Tevul yom shel zav kezav dameh, v'afilu hacheh kevan demechusar kapara la'ayil. Rather, we should say that Tevul yom of a zav is, uh, is the same as a zav, meaning just like a, um, a zav can, uh, is permitted to enter into the mahaneh, so too, so too, uh, when he went to the mikveh on the seventh day, also he's permitted to go into the, into that area. The problem isn't that he can't. Isn't that uh, the problem of bringing the korbanot? Isn't that he can't can't come into the area? Rather, it's that he's muchusar kapara. That's why he cannot come to the area. The idea is that when someone is a full zav, he saw three times, then he has two problems. Number one, he has to wait till sunset. Number two, he didn't bring his korbanot yet. And that's why he has to wait till the eighth day. So if he was um, a Zav who only saw two times, two omissions, that person does not have to bring Korbanot. In that case, he would be okay. And, um, and since he doesn't have to bring Korbanot, he's only missing sunset, that person would be allowed to enter into this area. So again, a Zav who only saw uh, two omissions does not have to bring Korbanot. Once he goes to the Mikveh, it's okay, he can come into this area um, uh, because he's only one step away of sunset. Whereas if he saw three times, then he's two steps away from his final purification, sunset, and bring korbanot the next day. That person, no, he can't bring his korbanot in this day. He has to wait until sunset, and then he's missing only one thing. Then he can come here and bring his korbanot, and he would be fine. So you see that um, it's not because of the, it's not because of the, uh, um, uh, permission to enter the area, um, but rather it's a law regarding Zav, um, who has to bring Korbanot, and he's missing two things. That's why he has to wait until the eighth day. Okay, now last question. Um, uh, the, uh, both of these people, right, the Zav um, and others that have to bring their Korbanot, says they have to enter Ol Moed. And we interpreted that to mean that they have to come to Mahane Leviyah. Now, why do you call Mahane Leviyah Ohel Moed? Shouldn't Ohel Moed mean the inner sanctuary? Uh, the the uh, uh, the Mahane Shechina uh, and the answer is you're right. Olma does usually mean the Mahane Shechina. Rather, is teaching us a comparison, just like someone who is missing the Korbanot. He didn't bring the Korbanot yet. He cannot enter into Ol Moed. 
so too he cannot enter, he cannot enter into Mahane Leviyah. Um, uh, so the point is, if it's still the seventh day, even though he went to the mikveh, but he's missing two things, they cannot enter into Mahane Leviyah, and that's why they cannot bring the Korbanot. Whereas after sunset, then they're only missing one thing, that's why they're permitted. Okay, and how do we know that law itself? That someone who's Tameh cannot enter into the Mahane Shekhinah. And the section um, in Chukat, where it's talking about Paraduma and Tumat Met, it says Tameh So Tameh the extra word Yeh, comes to say not only someone who was fully tamehmet, even tibul yom, on the seventh day after he, after he went to the mikveh and was sprinkled, still, he's still tameh for some, for some purposes, tameh enough that he can't enter into the ohed mo'ed. Um, and it says, od tumatobo, and adding, he is still is tameh, that comes to include someone who did not bring, yet bring his korbanot. So if he didn't bring his korbanot yet, um, he also cannot enter into the Machane Shekhinah. And by calling it, or by, by saying Ohal Mo'ed, even though it's referring to Machane Leviyah, we learn that just like he cannot enter Ohal Mo'ed if he is Tivul Yom or Mechusar Kapara, uh, um, well, Tivul Yom and Mechusar Kapara, right, cannot enter Ohal Mo'ed, so too, if it's still the seventh day and they went to the mikveh and didn't have sunset yet, he cannot enter not only Mo'ed, he cannot even enter Machane Leviyah, and that explains why Azav has to wait until the eighth day. Baruch Adonai Leolam, Amen, Ve'Amen.